You're listening to Masters of Digital Transformation, brought to you by AIM10X and hosted by Tony Saldana. Hey, welcome to Masters of Digital Transformation. My name is Tony Saldana. And each episode, we bring you industry stories with insights into some of the top challenges around digital transformation, specifically in planning. Today's episode is going to be a little different because on the other side of the microphone, so to speak, is our producer, Caleb Masters. Caleb is going to ask me a few questions about this entire series, too. And uh, we're going to sign off with uh, Caleb taking over the microphone on an ongoing basis. So welcome to the show, Caleb. Hey, Tony, thanks so much. I'm super excited just to take a a moment to, A, look back at all the incredible conversations you've had, of course, in season two over the last 10 or so episodes, but also the last two seasons here on Masters of Digital Transformation. You've really had your fingers on the, the pulse of digital transformation trends, and I'm really excited to dive into it with you. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a fantastic season. You know, a lot's happened over the past couple of years or so. We've had some wonderful guests with great insights. And so I'm going to put myself at your disposal. We're going to do a little bit of role reversal here. Caleb's going to ask me a few questions, and then we'll pick it up from there. I don't want to undersell the the fact that you have tremendous experience in digital transformation. In fact, you wrote the book, Why Do Digital Transformations Fail? Uh, the Surprising Disciplines of How to Take Off and Stay Ahead, which we'll get to in a moment. First, I just want to say thank you for leading these conversations over the last couple of years and providing our listeners with some really tremendous conversations that I think are really helping them navigate their business through all these different hurdles that have come up over the last couple of years. And I actually want to start by asking you a question about that. Throughout the show, you've talked a great deal about the need for digital transformation across industries. From your perspective, what is driving this change, especially in the year 2022? You know, I've always tried to put things into macroeconomic and historic context. And the best historic context I think we could provide here is the fact that, you know, we are in the midst of the fourth industrial revolution. And unlike the three uh, previous industrial revolutions, which were driven by the steam power and electricity, and then, of course, the rise of the internet in the 80s and 90s, this one's driven by digital technology, one where digital technology is changing every other technology, physical, medical, social. That perspective is important because when we feel like, hey, we're living in a volatile, uncertain world, uh, it is true because the perspective is that this is the Industrial Revolution. Now, the challenge for us as business leaders is that the strategies that keep us going as businesses during normal non-Industrial Revolution times actually don't work during industrial revolution eras. I'm always fond of saying that no amount of innovation on the horse carriage during the second industrial revolution in the early 1900s could have given you the internal combustion engine. And so you do have to look at totally different perspectives and approaches. And that's really what's happening. Our businesses, whether it is supply chain or holistically planning between finance, marketing, and supply chain, our leaders have to plan differently. They have to plan for more uncertainty, and we've seen that in the supply chain. They have to plan for winning in the short term, but then you know, winning in the disruptive long term. And that's really what we've been trying to 
bring in the best minds over the past couple of seasons in the world to share their tips and tricks on how to navigate that change. Amongst all of this, uh, and even when this podcast started, the pandemic had a role, and I know it uh, appears that we are on the the tail end of such a disruption. But from your perspective, how has the pandemic maybe accelerated some of these trends? We keep talking about Satya Nadella's point earlier on in the uh, pandemic that there have been maybe two, three, five years of digital transformation done in you know a couple of months. While that's true, I think the pandemic at its worst, has basically made us become much more aware that we live in times where change is a constant, right? It is not just technology that's being accelerated. I think we're all starting to understand that living in uncertainty, you know, whether you're going to get products on the shelf or you're going to have to change suppliers or maybe, you know, in the environmental sustainability era, you're going to have to find ways to kind of deal with what the consumer is asking. I think what the pandemic has done is that it has just brought to fore many of these tensions and directions that have existed for a long time. They have just been accelerated and they have been, you know, like I said, brought to the fore. They have been made more visible. Now, the connection between that and digital transformation or transformation of the business is that business leaders now have given to them by the pandemic, by the consumer demands, an opportunity to you know, not stay still, but to drive change within their organization. You know, I, I, I always like to say never waste a good crisis and, and in some ways horrible as the pandemic has been and continues to be. The only good thing about it is that it offers uh, a little bit of a burning platform to continue to drive change. Well said, Tony. And as we think about circling back to your point about the fourth industrial revolution, from your perspective, how did the digital transformation trends that you mentioned earlier and that we're looking at today, how should those be applied to digital transformation strategies and businesses today? So when I wrote the book about three years ago, of course, I had the knowledge of that time, which is the technologies that were available at that time and, of of course, the global environment of that time. And keep in mind that this was only three years ago, but in digital terms and in the current era, three years is a lifetime. Just ask anybody that's um, been working from home over the past couple of years and uh, they will tell you that they worked an entire career or so it seems in the last couple of years. What has changed since the time we wrote the book has been that first and foremost, in many ways, as I said earlier, the digital part of digital transformation, specifically on adoption and getting familiar with digital tools and technologies has accelerated. It has also accelerated behavior changes. So many people that were uncomfortable in terms of digital literacy with many of these tools across all generations, so whether it is grandparents who have been forced to learn digital technologies to stay in touch with their grandchildren, or people that you know always had the ability but really never the inclination to get uh, more digitally educated. They have essentially become more comfortable. So that's the first point, which is the acceleration of digital literacy. 
The second thing that has changed has been that technology continues to develop and evolve exponentially. In the book, I talked about some of the most important technologies of our times, disruptive technologies, being artificial intelligence, being special purpose and and general purpose robotics, process automations, blockchain, the internet of things, uh, and so on and so forth, right? Now, I think we can add to that items like, you know, Web 3.0, the metaverse, the development, further development of architectures on uh, platform and microservices. In many ways, what that's doing is that in most businesses, it's relatively easy. I shouldn't say relatively easy. I mean, it is possible to automate about 70% of uh, work processes in the company, right? Uh, And then you need people to manage the rest. What is now starting to happen is that creep beyond the 70 into 80 percentile and others is possible through the use of some of these technologies. So that's the second trend, which is that newer and better and more capable technologies are giving businesses the opportunity to to drive more automation and to create better business models. And you put those two things together, which is the education and the capability, and what I said earlier, which is the acceptance for most people in the world that we live in very, very uncertain times, and it creates more opportunity for digital transformations to be done. The causes of why digital transformations fail, unfortunately, haven't changed since the time I wrote my book. Uh, They are still the core causes on why 70% of most digital transformations fail. What has changed is the environment, not the root cause of failure. I want to follow up on that. I think uh, I like how you sort of highlighted the the main trends we're seeing today. I mean, as you think about the major hurdles that business leaders are looking at related to digital transformation, what are the key hurdles they should be watching for? You mentioned the environment. What, what are some others? So first and foremost, I think what leaders need to be aware of is the need during industrial revolution times, not just to kind of go after the you know 10% continuous improvement, but this three-legged business strategy where you have to run your day-to-day business, you have to go after the continuous improvement, which gives you your next 10% improvement. But during industrial revolution times, you also have to actively find ways to disrupt your own business model and yourself. Because if you don't do it, then somebody else will. So that hasn't changed. You know, that philosophy has been true of all the industrial revolution eras. I think what business leaders need to do is first and foremost, in their own business strategy, they have to make sure that they've got that three-legged strategy, not a two-legged strategy. The second thing that they need to be aware of is that 90% of the reason why digital transformations fail, when they do fail, is actually not technology, it is not work processes, it is organization change. So the importance of digital literacy and bringing the troops along with you, uh, making a case for why change is necessary, making a case for you know, why if we do nothing, the impact is going to be worse on the business, on each and every one of the individuals. I think that communication and bringing the troops along has never been more important. Like I was saying, the pandemic has opened a slight window into acceptance of those kind of messages. But I think it's up to the leaders to kind of drive that message through. So that's the second thing. The third thing I would say is it has never been more important for leaders 
to understand possibilities that technology and digital capabilities offer. They don't have to become programmers. They don't have to become digital experts. What they all have to do is get the minimal understanding of the possibilities that get offered. For example, business leaders don't need to understand the gory technologies behind how you could construct a digital brain for planning not just supply chain, but financial and and creating almost like a left brain and and right-brained model of the enterprise. They just need to know that that is possible. And so that's really, you know, some of the advice that I give leaders. The organization is something that is going to be your core challenge. And there's never been a better time to kind of understand possibilities and, of course, then to champion them. Tony, I think all those are really great points to keep in mind for listeners today. And one thing I want to follow up on, as you mentioned earlier, a lot of the different types of technology, Internet of Things, you referenced the metaverse, blockchain, things of that nature. I want to hone in on one of these, which is the AI technology. I know this has been a real buzzword for many years, but it really feels like it's coming to the forefront for a lot of the the technology that we're seeing emerges within business today. So from your perspective, to what extent can AI technology assist with successful business transformations? AI, by far, is going to be the most disruptive and uh, potentially the biggest impact technologies of our lifetimes. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And you're also right that there is a lot of, you know, uh, buzzword and, and, and hype about it. What leaders need to understand is that AI is no different than any other digital technologies. It is only as good as what you do with it. It is a tool like everything else. The challenge for most business leaders is separating hype from reality because, of course, software vendors or hardware vendors or you know any other suppliers are not stupid. They know that If AI is really, really some of the most important technologies of our lifetime, whatever it is that they are peddling, they're going to find ways to couch that, wrap that up in terms of we are selling artificial intelligence. Part of the challenge for business leaders is to say, okay, well, wait a minute. You know, it's like if 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 everybody is offering artificial intelligence, what exactly is it and what do I need to do? And I think that frames the issue for most of our business leaders. The advice I would give to leaders is, look, you are in the business of running your own business. You are in the business of driving reliability, consistency, continuous improvement, and change. I don't think as a business leader, you need to suddenly change your business model and say, I am in the artificial intelligence business. So the questions you have to ask around artificial intelligence are a little different. You have to say the day-to-day work, the continuous improvement work, the the disruptive innovation work that I do, what ideas, what uses are emerging that I need to jump onto? Now, in all probability, the likelihood is that all of those will use AI of some form, right? But then you have to be a consumer of your own business model and not of changing your industry to kind of get into the artificial intelligence technologies. Let's take an example. If you happen to be in the, you know, mom and pop uh, uh, shop business of, you know, having a small store in a corner in somewhere in New York City, you don't have to worry about, okay, you know, artificial intelligence is going to 
disrupt my business model, so I need to change it. No, I think what you have to be is in the business of saying, hey, what I have always done is I have understood uh, the needs of my shoppers. I have always found ways to kind of connect to the best suppliers and the best produce that they seem to want. And I have to offer them the opportunities to get to those products uh, better, faster, cheaper. Now, the use of artificial intelligence could be in, you know, getting a better understanding of your consumers, you know, maybe through how you use technology to or artificial intelligence to understand, you know, in your conversations and in your interactions with them, what the biggest needs are. Uh, it could be in supply chains, so potentially connecting to different suppliers. And in selling, which is, you know, offering not just online shopping, but, you know, smarter online shopping, which may use algorithms that recommend and suggest to your shoppers what they might be needing. So that's an example of where I think we need to focus less on the technology and more on how we are going to use it. Well said, Tony. I think those are all great key lessons to keep in mind if you're a business leader tuning in today. Uh, now, Tony, again, this conversation really marks the end of season two. And uh, of course, you're our main host for the first two seasons. So I, I really want to get your take here. I mean, you've had so many rich conversations and shared so many insights with listeners. So as, as we look back on season two, which started in fall of 2021, what do you see as maybe the key themes and topics that are top of mind for business leaders today? You know, what's interesting, Caleb, is that there have been very clear and consistent themes that uh, have arisen through the past season and, and, and more. More than ever, supply chain resiliency, the conversations that I had with Catherine Ross and Helen Davis who talked about how the supply chains of today have to be much, much stronger uh, to, to bear the shocks, whether they're caused by a pandemic or you know, the world changing around us, right? The importance of building resiliency into your day-to-day -day work, you know, not just as an afterthought, um, after you do everything you need to do to fill case rates or uh, to, to, to get the right kind of delivery or whatever it is, right? So resiliency was a really big theme. I also loved our recent conversation with Chris Tyus and Stanton Thomas. And just prior to that, Philippe Lambot on uh, ESG. Clearly, supply chain leaders have a really important role to play on in not just driving environmental sustainability, but in many ways, carrying the flag in the entire enterprise. And Chris Tyus OBE has been driving this entire area before it was popular and lots and lots of great tips there. But the key message is that this is an area that is way past ignoring and, and now is into the arena of urgent action. I also loved the various combination of conversations around diversity and inclusion and, and equality. Our most recent conversation with uh, Angela Chu, and then uh, prior to that, again, Catherine Ross and Yami Adefulu looked at this from very different angles, you know, whether it is gender, whether it is culture, 
whether it is thought process, whether it is talent. Again, I think another preeminent conversation topic of our times. And then, of course, what uh, we're lucky in this podcast to have is some of the most innovative leaders of our times. We had uh, people such as uh, Sherry Mara, Chris Gaffney, and of course, Dr. Carsten Linz, who talked about how they are uniquely innovating, both in the supply chain as well as business model areas. But I think those are some of the core themes that stand out for me. Again, for listeners who haven't caught up with any of those conversations, that was a great recap. Uh, listeners, Tony has had several conversations with each of those executives with just decades worth of experience that are absolutely worth checking out. Now, Tony, we're going to begin to wind down here. Do you have any parting thoughts or ideas that you'd like to leave listeners with as you sign off for this final time? If there was one message I would leave people, it has been that Times of change are also the best times of opportunities for us as leaders. Every change comes with the glass half full of opportunities. So the opportunities are out there. The technologies are out there. Some of the advice and some of the experience of leaders that have gone before us and their tips and tricks are all out there. I think it is up to us to to kind of assemble all of that together. And hopefully, whether it is through these podcasts or other information out there. I hope that we're all able to seize the moment. So listeners, those are your piting thoughts from your host, Tony Saldana. Before we go today, I just want to quickly remind you that if you enjoyed this conversation or any of the conversations that we've had so far, I encourage you to share the show with one of your friends or colleagues. You can also keep up with all the past episodes as well as future episodes of Masters of Digital Transformation by subscribing on your preferred podcast app, specifically Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you use the latter two podcasts, you can leave us a rating and a review. But again, we are found wherever podcasts are found. And if you want to learn more about how to join these sorts of conversations, head on over to the AIM10X website. You can find that through 09solutions.com. Tony, would you like to sign us off one last time? Hey, why not, Caleb? It has been an absolute pleasure being your host and, of course, the podcast as it continues to grow and evolve and become even more exciting. It's been fun working with you, Caleb. Uh, All the best. And to all of our listeners out there, hey, thank you very much for uh, continuing to listen, support, and contribute. I always appreciate your company. And, of course, as I always do as signing off, remind you, Don't just transform planning, reinvent it. Thank you for listening to Masters of Digital Transformation. For more information, be sure to check out www.09solutions.com slash aim10x.